Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike. With Lee Lonsberry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Into the final half hour of today's episode. I want to take you right now to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden is at the microphone right now speaking in front of an American flag. I'll point out that he is uh, wearing a mask. Let's uh, let's hear what he has to say. Lost paychecks or lost their jobs entirely. Participating in the labor force participation fell last month and remains sharply down since this crisis began, especially for women. There's another roughly 700,000 people who've dropped out of the labor force, stopped looking for a job. The vast majority were women, demonstrating once again how this economic crisis has been especially tough on women and families in this country. Joe Biden here de- delivering you know, the remarks that you deliver at a campaign stump speech. Uh, he talking about uh, what he intends to do uh, for the nation, but uh, he started uh, these remarks by uh, responding to uh, the announcement of the president, also indicating that he has, since the president's announcement himself, uh, been tested not once but twice for the coronavirus and has uh, ret- the results of those tests have, in both instances, come back uh, negative, both for himself and his wife, uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, but l- let's rewind a little bit. Uh, Producer Amy caught this uh, address in Grand Rapids by Joe Biden uh, earlier on, and he uh, he started by indicating that what, uh, w- what we have learned today uh, should serve as a wake-up call. It's a bracing reminder to all of us that we have to take this virus seriously. It's not going away automatically. We have to do our part to be responsible. It means following the science listening to the experts, washing our hands, social distancing. It means wearing a mask in public and means encouraging others to do so as well. Here earlier in these remarks, uh, Joe Biden talked about recovery. I hope that all those who are fighting this virus, including the first family, and so many Americans today, recover and recover soon. My prayers are with the families. On the more than 200, I think it's seven now, 207,000 Americans who've died from this virus. It's a steep number. Vice President Joe Biden there uh, addressing the crowd again in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We'll keep an ear out for that. If he returns to the announcement made by the president or uh, if, if there's anything more revealed in terms of his camp, the, the, the coronavirus, uh, or even the uh, the vice presidential debate or the presidential debates, we'll dip back in and share that with you. Right now, though, I want to talk to you about a, an interesting announcement which came from Nancy Pelosi just this morning. Uh, backing up just a, a little bit to our conversation Earlier with Congressman Ben McAdams, he uh, joined with 17 other 
House Democrats uh, and, and that group joining with Republicans voting, excuse me, against against the stimulus package, which was before the House floor yesterday. Now, Speaker Pelosi was ultimately able to uh, corral the votes sufficient to pass it, but by a pretty narrow margin. You, you, you don't see uh, this much defection that often. The, pa- the legislation yesterday passed 214 to 207, 214 to 207, a margin of just uh, seven w- was what the Speaker was able to secure as House Democrats passed a $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief bill. Uh, $2.2 trillion uh, asked if he could support that once it was sent over to the Senate. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney, I, I think, shared the the attitude of many of his uh, Senate colleagues in saying, uh, $2.2 trillion? Yeah, I don't that That's not likely to make its way. That's way too much money. And so it is that... Uh, that the the House, uh, that Senate Republicans and the White House find themselves back at the uh, at the debate table or the negotiating table, rather, so to speak. But but listen. Yeah, sure, there are telephones. Yeah, sure, there's video conferencing. Yeah, sure, there is this way to communicate and that way to communicate uh, aside from face to face meetings. But pretty much every one of the individuals involved in negotiations of this deal, they are facing uh, real fears for themselves when it comes to the coronavirus. Now, uh, Chad Pergram from Fox News, he uh, not long ago reported that Speaker Pelosi uh, had, in fact, uh, submitted to a a COVID-19 test that her results came back negative. Uh, Not sure. I may have missed it. I'll tell you what, keeping track of who has tested and who's come back positive or negative, that's going to be a a challenging dance for uh, folks like us in the news business today. Uh, But I, uh, thus far, am unaware of Mitch McConnell uh, having uh, been tested, you know, since having contact with, say, Mike Lee uh, or the, the president or uh, Ronna McDaniel, the, the chair of the Republican Party. Now, she's in Michigan, but uh, her, her movements uh, are, are unknown before that. So I, there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of unknowns that the contact tracers are seeking to answer right now. And all of that uncertainty and all of that uh, both personal and political fear uh, is going to slow down uh, the, the negotiations that are required to get everyone on the same team or on the same page at least and pass something uh, uh, in terms of a stimulus package, all right? And as long as that uh, is not negotiated successfully, uh, that's, you know, the, the $1,200 stimulus check that uh, that we all received earlier this year, that's on hold. Uh, any federal supplementation of unemployment uh, insurance benefits, be they uh, $600 or $400 or some other dollar amount, uh, the amount is zero until a deal can be reached. But there may be an interesting bright spot for those in the airline industry. Uh, I'll tell you a brief personal story. I live in an, an apartment building right now, and there's this hallway uh, I walk down each day. And often uh, I, I cross paths with a young man who is a pilot. And uh, some time ago I said, hey, hey, how you doing? I saw him in his, in his uh, uniform. And I said, hey, how, how you doing? How's business? And he says, well, it, it's okay right now, but... We are, my colleagues and I, we are all terrified of this looming October 1 uh, date when our uh, stimulus supplementation runs out. We are hoping and praying that, that Congress can sort something out so as to keep the airline industry afloat. 
Now, we can get into whether or not you think the airline industry should be bolstered up by taxpayer dollars. That's a a debate for another day. Uh, But the interesting development today is that Speaker Pelosi has made a plea to the airline industry itself not to furlough not to furlough the tens of thousands of workers who uh, right now are facing furlough or layoff. And she said, she said, hold on to your employees. Give me some time. I think that there might be a chance that we can come up with a piecemeal uh, sort of legislation to address uh, your situation uh, specifically. Will that be the case? Uh, Not sure. Will there be uh, sufficient support in the House and in the Senate and in the White House uh, to pull something like that off? Uh, in lieu of the you know, passage of a larger package, could the airline industry get a tailor-made fix uh, to the troubles it's facing now? Uh, only time will tell. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to revisit a, 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 a topic that comes up every election cycle, and it is the question of spending. Yeah, already, already this presidential election has surpassed uh, by almost 50% any previous presidential election spending in history. The dollar amounts are staggering. But where has that money been spent? We'll speak with a professor of political science from Utah State University. My guest, Damon Can, next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.